folks, and welcome to The Bend Show. Catch Beck if you can. Yes, that's me, your host, Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. As always, we love hearing from all of you. Comments, stories, ideas. Get a hold of me anytime. Call or text 305-900-BEND. That is 305-900-2363. Or drop an email to bendradioshow at gmail.com. Sitting right beside me, producer, sound engineer, co-host, Jeff Tigger Earhart. One of these days, you're going to have to learn how to run the little buttons. You're going to be on your own, kid. You're going to make it to the big time. You've been bringing that up a lot lately. Yes. You're wanting me to It's a skill maybe you need to acquire. (laughs) But then you might get bored with life. Yes. You might have to take up a new hobby. Oh, Lord have mercy. Well, I know that many of you out there may be in haying season, or hopefully you're out hiking and trekking the trails. Uh, One thing I do know is cherries are being picked in Michigan and Wisconsin. So by the way, Tigger, curious, I know you're a fruity guy when it comes to a pie (laughs) for dessert over many other options. Oh, that's what you, I didn't know what you were saying. (laughs) Yes, I will gravitate towards the fruit pies. Yes. You will. I mean, it's amazing. There'll be some fantastic chocolates and and different things like that but you always gravitate towards the fruit yes so have you ever specific ones have you ever had a fresh tart cherry pie no <gasps> you no. gotta change that we gotta change that i'm waiting i will run this the little last... sliders over here and you can so the other weekend they had the cherry festival in um, Traverse City, Michigan, and get this, they had 500,000 people show up for this festival. That's how big cherry picking and tart cherry festivals can get. Did you know that? So can you go out and pick your own cherries, mm-hmm. like a bucket full, and you can go to a, a cherry farm? Yes. That would be super cool. Yes, I used to do that, That's a actually. form of agriculture I have no idea Agritur- about, but Agritur- I would Agritur- love something. to learn more about mm-hmm. that. I've done that quite a bit, and you probably haven't even noticed it, or maybe you've looked at some of my kitchen gadgets and wondered, what the heck is this for? But uh, I do there's have- There's a lot I've wondered, what the heck is this for? <laughs> I do have, have a cherry. Drawer. I do have a cherry pitter in the drawer, and I can do six cherries at a time. But when you think of like five-gallon buckets of cherries- that's not that many cherries at a time when you're doing them by hand. It takes a bit. So a lot of love goes into those fruit pies. Be sure to thank the cook always. That's all I could say there. Well, if you've all noticed, we like to bring you along the road of life with us. Let you be the fly on our wall, Tiggers in our wall. So here's kind of what's been going on. Here is our latest tales that we have from the trail. Survival. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we made it. What's that? What's that phrase that says? You, you know, I did all this, and all I got is this darn t-shirt. Oh, see, I said darn. We've both earned a lot of t-shirts over the years, hey, haven't hey, we? Amen. Hey, amen. <laughs> hey, you can make a quilt. Well, the other day I uh, left Tigger behind. He kept he kept tabs on our place, and I headed out to my family's ranch, the one I grew up on, the Knife River Ranch, to help my brother and nephews and his wife. And we happened to move some heifers. And this was uh, this is kind of a story about how family works together, no matter what. Okay, put it that way. A family works together, stays together. There, I like it. A family it. that survives the work together stays together. <laughs> So while we were moving heifers, we noticed we had a rogue bull, meaning he'd gotten out of the pasture he was supposed to be in. And, 
Yes, he was kind of free range. We'll put it that way. Well, on a very hot day as it was, it's July. So as you can imagine, hot, humid. It didn't take long for both us, those uh, moving cattle to get a little warm, as well as the temperament of the bull to get a little hot as well. Was anybody crying? No did crying. Any, did anybody no get tears. yelled at enough to get crying? Well, okay, yelling is just a given, but there was no tears. Well, this said bull ended up finding his way into a creek bottom and deciding he is just going to stay right there. Because at 2,000 pounds, who's going to move him? 2,000 versus about 120 or 30. Right. I'm with you. So you ever been there, Tigger, where it's who's going to draw the shortest stick? Who's going to be that guy that's got to go? I was the short the- stick. There was no drawing. <laughs> the short stick was Tigger. That guy was me. I was the bull wrangling ninja. So you can relate to uh, my 14-year-old nephew, Blue, who drew the short stick. And it was was chosen to head into the crick to stare down Mr. Johnny Ringo, the bull himself. So did you get the bull back? Well, all of us... I'm assuming so, but you never did tell me. Did you get the bull back? Well, get this. All of us, with all of our might, yelled at the top of our our lungs at the bull, as well as the advice of my brother that he gave my nephew. My nephew said, Dad, what do I do if this bull comes at me? And he said, you know all that fancy footwork you've learned in football? Walk on water. (laughs) There you go. He did. We were managed to make a 14-year-old look pretty dang scary to a 2,000-pound bull, and he headed out of that brush, and we did get him where he was to go. So there you have it. A family that works together, yells together, (laughs) stays together. And that's Life on the Knife. Sit back and enjoy the news. Australia. Some sources are referring to the owner of the Australian marketing firm, Soup Agency as the world's best boss for taking his employees on a two-week vacation to Bali. The employees spent part of the time working and the rest of the time hiking, off-roading, swimming, exercising, and partying. The company employees were treated to first-class food and said the vacation brought them closer together. Heading closer to home, New Jersey. A New Jersey dog named Savannah has become the first dog to walk around the world. The dog and her owner walked across 38 countries and six continents. The duo walked an average of 24 miles a day, and the owner plans to write a book about the adventures. Ohio. Ohio police recently raided a home because they thought there were drugs inside. Instead, they were stunned when they found a mini zoo. Officers removed the following animals from the home. A cat, a rabbit, a scorpion, two alligators, two geese, a snapping turtle, three tarantulas, three turtles, four ferrets, five dogs, five snakes, six ducks, and 300 fish. The animals were placed in cages and taken into protective custody. Idaho. The owner of a car watched from afar as a bear opened its car door before getting inside and ripping apart the interior. The bear is believed to have been looking for snacks and food. Its cubs stood nearby watching. Local officials are now warning people to lock their cars at all times. <laughs> Lastly, news from Yellowstone National Park following the historical flooding that destroyed roads and caused the north entrance to the park to be closed. For this, we head to Montana. Yellowstone National Park released this news stating plans to have a paved road in place at the north entrance to the park before winter. 
The work on the new road from Gardner, Montana is being made possible by $60 million in emergency appropriations from the Departments of Interior and Transportation. A long-term solution will be a much harder task, according to Yellowstone National Park. Currently, the prediction is still it will take three to five years to rebuild the washed-out roads at a cost that is estimated by a congressional committee at a billion dollars. A range of costs will be analyzed based on what will be the least environmentally impacting, what is the most expeditious, and what is the best cost investment before finalizing any permanent solutions. For now, the plan will be to pave the old stagecoach road called the Old Gardner Road that serves as a rough but offers an alternate route to Gardner and allows for access to the northern part of Yellowstone by the time the snow flies. That's a wrap for now. When we come back, we share how our travels along the road, less traveled, had us meet up with an interesting boondocker. That interview is next. We have more news, the feel-good type you don't want to miss, plus spotlight how the 2022 National High School Fishing Team champions made history. Stay where you are. We'll be right back. This is Beck. First, I appreciate all of you for listening and making The Bend part of your week. Many of you have asked, how do I catch past episodes? The answer is super easy. Head to thebendshow.com and click on the shows tab. There you can listen to every episode all the way back to episode one. Podcasters, head to your favorite podcasting app and search The Bend. You'll find us. Be sure to follow and subscribe and never miss another episode again. It's all about you. This is Michelle with About You Photography. Super excited to be the official photographer of Tigger and Beck. Get a hold of me for all of your photography needs from custom shoots to stock photos. About You Photography on Facebook and auphoto.net. Little Rack Taxidermy. Be it a used first hunt or a trophy of a lifetime, let it be something you always remember. Reach out to Little Rack Taxidermy on Facebook and have Heather bring back that natural look. That's Little Rack Taxidermy. Want to add just a little bit of spice to your event, your customer appreciation supper, your banquet, your meeting? Oh, yeah. Well, bring in us, Beck and I, your keynote speakers, hosts, MCs, a host couple. We'll make them laugh, even cry tears of joy. Call us today. Waterfowl, turkey, deer, ToxicCalls.com offers all of the various styles of calls needed to take your hunt to the next level when you create, quite simply, the most real sound yet. American made to boot. Order today, ToxicCalls.com. Welcome back, folks. Do we have a treat for you? While traveling the other day, call it out for a Sunday drive in search for untroubled waters, meaning, you know, no white caps, so that we could try a little kayak fly fishing. Well, as we were enjoying the back roads, Tigger and I were going from one small lake to another, and we came across an RV boondocking that had a suitcase set of solar panels set up. Now, Tigger, you and I have done a lot of reading research on these, but haven't had a chance to actually visit with anyone using said solar panels out in the field. So what did we do? That's right. We pulled the truck over, hopped out, and simply asked the man lounging in his lawn chair, enjoying a peaceful lake view. What we didn't expect after learning that these suitcase solar panels were great as long as, by the way, you pair them with the right rechargeable batteries, was that this man was a full-time RVer. 
Here is a snippet of our visit with Mr. Kurt Wiseman, originally from California, whom after retiring from a 45 plus year career, packed up, moved to Nevada and decided he was going to give RVing a try. Kurt, thank you for agreeing to sit down again with Tigger and I. Kurt, how did this idea to full-time RV all come about? Well, uh, my company, after so many years of working for 46 years, my company decided they wanted to get rid of us old-timers, so uh, they bought me out, and uh, I took and uh, decided to sell the house, and it took me a year to downsize a 1,600-square-foot house, and sold all my stuff, and uh, put everything into a 10 by 12, and hit the road. So how was this received by your family? How did the how did the kids take this? And your mom. And your mom. You said your mom keeps track of you while you're on the road. How did they how did they take this news? Everyone was uh, you know, go for it. Uh my mother, well, where are you gonna be? Where where where's your goals? You know, everyone was just kind of didn't know what was happening, I guess. I don't know. I hey, I didn't know. I just took it day by day. You know, once I once I hit the road, I said, Well, where am I going? I just look at a map on a daily basis really and say, Where am I gonna take and go? Where am I heading? All the uh the apps that I have and things like that. You know, I just determine where which way I'm heading and go for it. And this is how this story kind of rolled together. We were out, Beck and I were trying to find a place to kayak, and then we saw this gentleman and he had some solar panels and we wanted to ask him some questions. Lo and behold, we started visiting, and you had said that you've been to all of the lower 48 already in the last, what was it, three years, Kurt? Is that right? And uh, I've been on the road for just under three years. Uh, at the end of this month, uh, the end of July, I'll be three years. And I've put on like 62,000 miles. I've been to the lower 48 already. Um, in that uh, period of time, I paid for 17 nights of camping at a total of $240 for the 17 <laughs> nights. And I boondock everywhere I can. I push the envelope as much as possible. Have there been any surprises going from a 1,600-square-foot house and all the other belongings you have, if you have a job, a desk job, to going down down to what essentially fits on the road? You know, a lot of stuff. Uh, I sold a lot of stuff. Uh, a lot of stuff. I gave my kids what they wanted. I put everything into a, a 10 by 12 and what's, on the, what's in the house here. You know, I saw stuff going in the dumpster. I it really was irrelevant. Uh, I just I needed to get downsized big time. And I look and I stop at storage every six or eight months if I'm by the area. And I look and I said, why did I save that? Well, the original plan was I was going to buy a house and travel. But I said a house is an expensive storage unit is what it basically is. My storage is $130 a month. You know, that's all it is. And if I buy a house, who's going to maintain it? If I put a, a tenant in there, what's going to happen then? They're going to tear it up or not pay the rent? We've talked to actually a number of people you've talked to that are full-time RVers, boondockers, however you want to say Yeah, it. I have. And, and would you do anything different? And they have all come back and said if they could do it over again, they would do it 100%, absolutely, no questions asked. They would get on the road and downsize. What about you? No, I think I'm good. I wouldn't take and do anything different. Um, I'm happy with my rig. No, I'm good. I wouldn't do anything different at all. When I think about tips for other people, I know some people I've visited with that have done what you've done, sold everything, surprised the family, said I'm hitting the road, adios. Um, some tips I've heard is, is looking at different types of rigs of when it comes to maintenance. Well, maintenance-wise, the biggest th- uh, thing on the road is oil changes. That's the biggest thing because I put on a lot of miles quickly. So oil changes are a problem. It's going to get to the point for maintenance. Uh, I'll be doing my own oil changes on the road. I have the catch pans. I have the tools. I have the knowledge. 
So that's what they're going to come to eventually. I maintain my own generator as it is. As for uh, big ticket things, I did when I was in Texas uh, a few months ago, I did put a new set of tires all the way around. I got 51,000 miles out of the first set of tires. I did have some alignment issues um, in the front end, and I went to a shop and I had uh, them align it. And then I turned around after I got the tires, I had it realigned at another store. So that can be an issue on the road maintenance. Um, You have to look for, you have to have a high door for oil changes. You have to have a pit and there's just not a lot of places out there. So that does come, a lot of miles are wasted at times trying to find different places like that. Thank you, Kurt, again for, you know, letting us two wanderers, Tigger two and I. Two strangers just walk up to his camper. Walk right say, into hey, his campsite on? and say, hey, how's it going? But anyway, great story. And, you know, Tigger, wouldn't you say this is kind of a lesson for all of us? Kurt really reminded us all that if you are wanting to try something and do something new, age is just a number. He just tried it. You were exactly. He just just said, "I'm just going to go do it." You know, so I got a question: Could you? Could I think the the biggest question maybe everybody says is getting rid of their stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That I think maybe that's all. You've had people on the show and, and get rid. Of, could you get rid of your stuff? And maybe you can't even answer that. I don't know if I could. I know that I would have to probably at least have a rental unit. You'd have to have like five campers that went with you for all your stuff is what you're saying. No, not with me. (laughs) Not with me. I think I could absolutely do the living out of a camper for quite some time, but I would need to know that I had all those other memories, those other special things that I have acquired over the years. I'd have to you know have that those sentimental items. I'm very sentimental and that, with items, okay. and I'd okay. have to have a storage place to be able to at least take a look at them once in a while. And you would like to have some of those with you. And you? I would say 100 percent the same way. I think it would be harder for me to get rid of my gear than you. <laughs> After the break, we're going to be sharing some stories you won't have heard anywhere else. Plus, history is made in high school fishing. Believe it or not, stay where you are. We make our final bend right after this. Here is how we are changing things up on the bend. The fruits of our labors to the frying pan. We put those recipes to the test. Now, over the next few months, we're going to be testing out your submissions. Will we survive? Tune in next week. The calendar has been marked. Your aim is on point, And all that's missing is the clothes to take you to the next level. The TellyOutdoors.com specializes in clothes that fit, wicks, and move silently while providing comfort and durability. The TellyOutdoors.com. Our shows, well, they're your shows. Is there something that you'd like to hear? A segment, perhaps, that you would like to have a little more often? Like something, don't like something, it doesn't matter. Let us know. Call the hotline, email us, or message us on social media. We love hearing from y'all. Add a little heat to those burgers and brats. Add some Mickey's mustard or some Mickey's hot mustard to your summer cooking. Ain't nothing like it. Mickey's mustard. That's M-I-C-K-E-Y-S-M-U-S-T-A-R-D dot com. Mickey's mustard. It's all about you. This is Michelle with About You Photography. Super excited to be the official photographer of Tigger and Beck. Other than the ranch, photography and design is what I do for a living. From rodeo and western sports to the elegant to the tasteful, artistic, beautiful, and private, we can take care of whatever you're needing. If I can make Tigger look good, imagine what I can do for you. Get a hold of me for all of your photography needs from custom shoots to stock photos.
Welcome back, folks. As I alluded at the beginning of the show, we had a few more extra stories, more of the feel-good type, or what would you say, Tigger? Those stories you aren't going to catch anywhere else. You just kind of shut everything down and sit back and enjoy. Yes. First, let's head to Norway, where a woman unexpectedly bought something on an, at an online auction she didn't plan on getting. Tigger, you'll get a kick out of this one, especially being your love for all those Viking tale movies. Mm-hmm, right. And I'm always catching you bidding on something online. You know, that goes the same for you, so don't throw me under the bus. Well, this online auction bidder from Norway had quite the surprise. The woman purchased a pile of costume jewelry during an online auction. One of the pieces turned out to be a gold ring that was worn by a Viking chief between 480 A.D. and 800 A.D. Archaeologists believe the ring most likely came from a burial mound, and there is no theory on how it ended up where it did online. So now it's in her possession. Uh-huh. I know. Whoa. Would you would you sell it or donate it to uh, a museum? I, I don't know. Uh, I guess it depends upon the price, depending upon how much mm-hmm. I would get for it. But honestly, I think behind kind of at the end of the day, I would probably donate it to a museum and let everybody enjoy it. Well, here's another one. England. There, a golden Labrador named Fred has adopted 15 orphan ducklings. The golden lab did the same thing, it turns out, in 2018 with 10 ducks. This latest group of orphan baby ducks came about after the mother of the ducklings disappeared one night, so Fred took over. He cuddles with the ducks and plays with them. The ducklings have grown so fond of the golden lab that they even sleep on Fred when he lays down for a nap. Tigger. Have you ever had any of your other animals do such things? Well, yeah, I've had border collies kind of adopt kittens. Oh. And it just kind of depends. But our border collie right now, she is absolutely terrified of kittens. <laughs> I mean, she will grab a cow and roll it, but a kitten is the most terrifying thing on earth. I used to have a gelding that would protect the baby lambs if they got out of the pen. That I've never seen. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, he, would, he, would, he would chase them right underneath him and, and chase off the other mares or the stallions or anybody else. So it depends upon the personality, I mm-hmm. think, of the critter that, that you're dealing with. Exactly. All right, coming a little bit closer to home, Virginia. The city of Smithfield, Virginia, held a birthday party for the world's oldest ham. Yes, like the ham we have at Easter. Why? The ham, better known as Hammy, was cured in 1902 and is now 120 years old. This ham has been featured by Ripley's Believe It or Not several times. So, Tigger, you know where I'm going with this. Hoarding is where you're going. If they were to decide to finally, after all these years, carve this ham, would you try it? Yes. You would. I, yeah, I would. I would. But I think it, this is hoarding to an epic proportion. <laughs> My mom kind of tends to hang on to stuff. I tend to be a thrower. And as far as I'm concerned, a ham is maybe something that you don't need to keep in the basement for the grandkids to find someday. Okay, here's one last story. And this is a real good feel good one. Is this one a ham? <laughs> <laughs> Florida where a Florida resident is going viral for giving away $1 and $5 bills to kids. The man has been doing this since 2014 and writes the phrase, love everybody on each bill. He says the reason he writes the phrase is because those were the last words his mother spoke to him before she passed. Cool. Yeah, that's what I thought. The man often gives away the money at places like the Waffle House restaurants. That's a super cool, Mm -hmm. all feel-good stories. Yes. 
This week's spotlight shout out goes out to the new high school fishing national champions, Fallon Klepper and her partner, Wyatt Ford. The duo from Texas have quite the victory as this win landed them, hear me out, four-year college offers totaling $180,000 each, among other money prizes. What makes this win extra special? Fallon Klepper, she made history by becoming the first girl as part of a high school duo that won a national fishing championship. Another proof that you can do anything. Congrats again to Fallon Klepper and Wyatt Ford on your championship title. Now, I challenge everyone, if you hear of something spotlight worthy, to send those pictures, info, and tag at the Ben Show on social media. You just might be our next spotlight shout out or even as a guest on this show. Folks, if you have a field update, a topic we should investigate, a different recipe, or a tale of your own to share, send it this way. Call, text 305-900-BEND. That is 305-900-2363. Or you can always email bendradioshow at gmail.com. Social media, we're everywhere. Facebook and Instagram. Follow us at The Ben Show. Thank you to my producer and sound engineer and co-host, Jeff Tigger Earhart. To Kurt Wiseman for sharing his story of becoming a full-time RVer and offering up tips too. As y'all keep making those memories, be sure to keep sending in those pictures by email and always taking at the Ben Show on social media. Hunting, fishing, camping, hiking, to ranching, farming, to your rural way of life. We want to see it all. We want to see and hear those memorable moments. Missed this episode? Find all our shows on the website thebendshow.com and be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. Booking events now. Change things up and have us, Tigger and Beck, help you with your event. From MCs to entertainment to acting as host couple, let us make your gathering extra special from ranching, rodeo, cattle, hunting, fishing, camping, and so much more. The sky's the limit on the topics we can cover. Thank you to our partners, Detelli Outdoors, Shurkan, Sasquatch Survival Gear, Little Rack Taxidermy, Mickey's Mustard, ToxicCalls.com, Wobble Creek Outfitters, Atlas Tracks, Ranch House Coffee, RFD TV, and the Cowboy Channel. Finally, a big thanks to all of you listeners out there that came along. And whether you're coming or going today, stay with us as we ranch it up. Remember to keep up with me, Beck, all week long by following The Bend on Facebook and on Instagram at The Bend Show. This is Rebecca Warner. Catch Beck if you can next week on The Bend.